Mind Laws Don't Judge Me, the show about the law in real life. I'm Laura Temme, and I'm joined by Joe Fawbush. Hey, everybody. And Houston, we have a problem. Andy Leonetti. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a giant puddle. I'm sorry, I had I'm to. a giant puddle of sweat. That's all, I'm, that's all that's left of me down here in Texas. <laughs> Recording live from Texas this week. <laughs> sorry, that joke was terrible, but I couldn't resist. We do have a problem, Texas. <laughs> It is freaking humid at all hours. <laughs> it was about 50 degrees and raining here yeah. yesterday, so I don't feel too sorry for you. Right. So I think we can all agree that the recent CDC guidance about masks uh, for vaccinated versus unvaccinated individuals has caused a little bit of confusion across the country. Uh, suddenly it's up to businesses to decide what kind of mask policy they want for both employees and customers. Not to mention how they're going to enforce it. And one of the things that I've seen a lot on social media is this idea that if an employer or a business asks someone if they've been vaccinated or to prove that they've been vaccinated, that it's a HIPAA violation. HIPAA being the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act of 1996. Oh, even just asking? Right. The, people are, are just screaming about this. On, cool. On on social media. And it doesn't help when you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene telling reporters that they can't ask her that question because of HIPAA. So today I thought we'd talk about what HIPAA does and doesn't do and a few other legal myths going around relating to medical privacy. Can I just say that I, I went shopping at Target last night and I usually wear a mask. I'm fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. I did not have my Max with me. So I went into Target maskless, and I felt like I was just committing some horrible crime. <laughs> yeah. Was was everybody else wearing one? More people than not were not. Okay. Oh, okay. Recently, when I've been out and about, it seems like most people are still wearing them. But actually, one of my friends recently was in Illinois for a bachelorette party and mentioned that when they went out wearing a mask at different businesses and such, it was the the attitude from people was almost like they they thought that she was being oppressed or something. It was this like, oh, you don't have to wear a mask. It's optional. It's like, okay, but I'm choosing to wear one and that's fine. <laughs> it's just this weird kind of like, do you think I'm in Handmaid's Tale? What's happening right now? <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I mean, yeah, it's it's been kind of a confusing couple of weeks. And then you add in some of the crazy stuff that gets sent around online so hopefully we can provide a little clarity and if you already know then maybe you can just forward this episode to someone you know who is struggling with this sort of misinformation <laughs> or stay tuned for our banter or or you can listen to us too because we're just you know fun to hang out with <laughs> yeah as the notor as the notorious big said and if you don't know now you know now you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh i love it so I guess to start off, let's just establish the background on HIPAA. So HIPAA was passed in 1996, and the, the first part of it required healthcare providers, health plans, those types of entities to create a national standard to protect patient information, mainly to prevent disclosure of someone's medical information without their consent. So after that was passed, the Department of Health and Human Services issued the HIPAA Privacy Rule and the HIPAA Security Rule to implement that standard laid out in the statute. And 
the privacy rule seems to be the thing that people think they're referring to when they say that HIPAA prevents someone from asking them if they're vaccinated. So the main purpose of the privacy rule is to, quote, define and limit the circumstances in which an individual's protected health information may be used or disclosed by covered entities. So we've got a couple important definitions here, protected health information and covered entities. And this is the part that I think a lot of people seem to be skipping over. Protected health information is exactly what it sounds like. It's pretty much anything relating to a person's past, present, or future health, physical, and mental. And so that does include vaccine information. But the rub here for wanting to use this as an excuse is that covered entities are healthcare providers, health plans, healthcare clearinghouses. That's pretty much it. Yep. And so... Trader Joe's, Target, Walmart, wherever people are doing their shopping these days are not entities covered by HIPAA. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's a common thing that I've seen over the years where people understand certain rights and then they don't understand what those rights are protecting them from. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, in fact, we've talked about this before with First Amendment rights and social media. We've talked about it with um, Second Amendment rights. HIPAA is a law that's designed specifically so that your healthcare providers don't share your information without your knowledge or consent, which Mm -hmm. is a good law to have. Yeah. But, you know, it's more about not... Walking into Target and being asked, oh, are you vaccinated? It's having somebody at the checkout line call your doctor and say, you know, Joe is here in line and he says he's vaccinated, but I don't trust him. He looks suspicious (laughs) to me. Can you give me his vaccination records? And the doctor would say, no, that's that's a HIPAA violation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But they can just flat out ask me and say, are you vaccinated? And I can say no. And uh, they can determine what to do with me from there. I could say yes and walk in and, you know, they will not, they did not ask me last night if I was vaccinated, even though I walked in unmasked. Mm-hmm. Uh, businesses are going on a honor system, which makes sense from their perspective. Yeah. You have specific rights, but those rights don't always apply to every single person in every single circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, <laughs> This whole thing reminds me of the first internship I had when I was in law school. I interned with a couple of state court judges uh, here in Minnesota, and we had a very long hearing one day uh, over a traffic ticket, of course, um, where the defendant was someone who, and maybe you guys have heard of this, you know, believes themselves to be a sovereign citizen. I like those people. They're my people. Oh, yeah. It it was, I mean... (laughs) It was a it was a fascinating hearing for Am me. Am I being detained? Yeah. Am I being right. detained? <laughs> but and so it was it was this thing where you know it, this guy is throwing everything he possibly can and of course he's representing himself and some of the laws that he was citing were like maritime law, um the UCC, which is the Uniform Commercial Code. <laughs> <laughs> that does not apply to traffic <laughs> to traffic violations. Oh, and that's great. The judge, to his credit, was, you know, an absolute pro. He he kept it together a lot longer than I would have in that position. And he finally got to a point where he said, Sir, this is state court. So unless anything in your argument is state law, we're gonna move on. Yeah. <laughs> and I just 
you know, I'm sitting there taking notes and thinking, oh my gosh, this is insane. And so I, I feel like that's kind of what goes on here because it's so easy to go online and read some stuff about the law, but a lot of these things are written in such a way that it is kind of hard to know unless you're trained to do it like, you know, like Joe or I or other people in the business are. It's hard to know the specifics of it sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And even if you do read it and it does apply, you know, there's still case law you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. So I guess this is kind of a general warning for you <laughs> listeners out there is just, you know, be careful before you throw a statutory language around. Yeah. Because um, it, it might not mean even what it looks like it means, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, I'm not saying that you can't read or you don't know what the thing says, but, you know, case law can develop what the statute says. It can be interpreted in different ways. And so mm -hmm. a lot of times it's it's more complex than just the statute itself on its own would make you believe. So yeah, absolutely. That's kind of the danger of uh, doing legal research yourself without being aware of that fact. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And don't even, don't even forget that in the statutory language itself, it will say, notwithstanding the heretofore <laughs> uh, subsection A4 Roman numeral three of U.S. code, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah. And it basically makes the law the exact opposite of what you think it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the way the the way the different laws are broken down, the certain piece that you're looking at might not include information about, say, who it applies to kind of, you know. Yeah. And so you might be looking at something sort of like we talked about with the First Amendment, that it might look like these rights are protected in every circumstance, but actually it's only protected, by, you know, from government action, which is actually another theory that I've seen go around relating to vaccines and medical privacy and, and that kind of thing. I've seen tweets about the fourth amendment, um, the fifth amendment, 14th. Uh, I think Roe v. Wade got thrown in there. And, and the problem with all of these constitutional arguments is that it doesn't apply to a private business. Like <laughs> go back and listen to our social media episode. <laughs> it's the same issue mm -hmm. that, a private business doesn't have to follow the same rules that the government does. Now, are are we ready for a slight wrinkle? Um, sure. Okay. Because <laughs> I do think that a case could be made in court that a business who required documentation of your vaccine might be skirting HIPAA protections. If you need mm -hmm. to carry your vaccine card, I think yeah. you could make an argument. I'm not saying that it would be a successful argument, but mm -hmm. I do think you could make the argument. Yeah. You know, but of course, no, no businesses are really, mm -hmm. at least I've never been asked for my vaccine card. No, I haven't either. Well, and I think several states have already banned that practice as well. They're not letting people enforce the the vaccine passports mm -hmm. and that kind of thing yeah so i i don't i don't even know if any business will do that but if mm -hmm. if they do i could see that being litigated and yeah. you know we'd have to see what would happen but mm -hmm. yeah a business can say no shoes no shirt no service and they right. can say unvaccinated people please wear a mask mm -hmm. yeah well and and i'm glad that you brought up sort of arguments to be made because one other one that i think could come up is when it comes to someone's employer where, you know, an employer can ask someone 
their vaccination status or they can require them to wear a mask if they aren't vaccinated. But there still could be situations where I could see like an employment discrimination claim or a wrongful termination claim coming up if say someone refuses to share their medical information and then the employer fires them or punishes them in some way, there there could be other laws that come into play in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are certain protections under the Americans with Disability Acts regarding sharing information. Like, say you're a, a long-term COVID symptom sufferer. Sure. Um, you know, if you have it lingering or, and you need reasonable accommodations or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. If you're an employer, I would be careful about just sending out an office-wide email saying, you know, Joe had COVID, so <laughs> right. Let's all be let's all be careful around him, and you know, so there are there are some protections in some circumstances, but yeah, you do you do need to have a law specifically protecting that information, mm-hmm. like the ADA, like HIPAA, and those do only apply in certain circumstances. It's not a American wide ban right. on asking if you're vaccinated. Yep. And I don't want to hear about anybody's constitutional rights. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'll just add then that if you're taking, that if you're planning on taking some international travel this summer and say a country such as France or Greece or wherever requires proof of your vaccination card to get in, HIPAA don't apply there either, friends. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Laura, I've heard that because you mentioned all the different um, constitutional rights that people are quoting. And I've mm-hmm. I've heard people use just kind of a vague right to privacy. Yeah. For just about every circumstance you can imagine. Like, mm-hmm. I have a right to privacy. But yeah, that's, again, a very specific mm-hmm. line of cases and a very... Right. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not just this general, I have a right to my, my privacy. So when Marjorie Taylor Greene is telling reporters they can't ask about something, you know, that's kind of what reporters do for their job is to ask mm-hmm. questions. And yeah. she can certainly choose to say no. Mm-hmm. She can say, I, I don't want to answer that question. And I think it's my own business and not your business. And that's right. a perfectly acceptable response. But it's not a violation of the law to ask that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought up the the case law issue, because that's something I was thinking about in all this, that there is in Fifth Amendment due process case law there there are a whole bunch of cases relating to medical privacy but the problem is it's not a blanket right to medical privacy those cases primarily deal with like civil commitment and the right to refuse medical care and that kind of thing so still kind of out of luck there (laughs) 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 sorry (laughs) it's almost like you need many years of education to understand the law i know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, did I learn something in law school? This is crazy. That's why I'm just sitting here. <laughs> the whole time, the, that three years, I couldn't figure out if I was actually learning anything or if I was just yeah. perpetually confused. <laughs> <laughs> little from column A, little from column B. That's me. very true. <laughs> and that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Find Laws, Don't Judge Me. Please subscribe to, rate, and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts. Check the show notes for related content. And if you'd like to contact us, send us an email at findlawpodcasts at thompsonreuters.com. So, all right, what are we talking about today? 
I will tell you that was a rhetorical question. Thanks. Thank you. 